You are listening to the Boundless Enigma Podcast with Sam Zins and Ryan Mulkentine. On this podcast, we dive into the mind, reality, and existence itself to provide you with boundless ideas and insights. Hello. <laughs> Here we are. Welcome Ripping to our, the uh, Packers and Steelers. Podcast. Oh, yeah. Because uh, we're, we switched up our recording day to Sunday now because of our schedules. Yes, yes so. absolutely. So here we are on a, a Sunday. I don't think we've ever done a podcast on a Sunday. So it's kind of kind of different. I don't, I don't mind yeah. it, but uh, it's different. Um, mm-hmm. But anyways, what's going on with you, man? It's been a, been a week or yeah. so. Yeah, uh, dude. So, oh, I mean, oh, man, so much has happened. <laughs> really? There's like, okay. some, there's like, yeah, well, I guess not that much, but... <clears throat> Today I'm I'm feeling like I'm on a high. Like I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good today. Um like I don't know what it is. I I think I might have like a very mild bipolar disorder to be honest with you. Okay. I can't I you know I can't say that for sure because I haven't been like uh, diagnosed, but I've mm. noticed a pattern in myself that I have very like I have a rhythmic mood cycle of um having like two or three days of just being like very super confident feeling absolutely great motivated energized mm-hmm. people love me in, on those days you know like i just feel great um and then i'll have a few days of like uh feeling really down like no energy can't even socialize like it just doesn't happen like i can't do it yeah and then in between those i have like a week of like neutral days where i'm just like me i'm in a normal mood mm-hmm. so okay. and right now I'm, I'm in the the high of that so i'm feeling pretty good today oh okay well, I think it's cool that you, you know, notice this uh, cycle that it seems you go through, you know, I mean, like, that's, I yeah. think if you ever decided that you wanted to potentially see a therapist about it, like, I think it sounds like you have a pretty good, like, knowledge base Case. of what's going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like, you could say, like, hey, this is exactly what's happening. And, yeah. you know, somebody with a, a trained set of eyes can, like, tell you, like, hey, like, that, okay, that is what you think it is, or maybe it's something else, or maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's just you know, how, how life works. Right. I think like it would be nice to talk to a therapist about it, but I don't think I would ever want to like go to a psychiatrist. I feel like mm-hmm. I'm personally very anti-medication Yeah. when same. it comes, not for everything, you know, schizophrenia, certain like disorders, you know, they, there's very good proven evidence for some of the medications, mm-hmm. but for things like anxiety, depression, and like bipolar and stuff, like, I don't know. I've heard so many horror stories of people who have gotten on like benzos and like they have horrible, terrible withdrawal symptoms and they just get addicted to like certain medications, you know, like uh, there's, there's, there's starting to become like a benzodiazepine crisis, just as severe as like the opioid crisis. Because do you know, like, have you heard of akathisia? I don't think so. No. Akathisia is like the main symptom of benzodiazepine withdrawal. And it's it's like described as the worst thing you can possibly live through. It's worse than death, people say. That it's like of of anything you can experience in life, like this is the most torturous thing you can go through, which is akathisia. And it's basically where you live in a state of terror. It's just like terror. Like you feel like something is wrong all of the time and you and you feel like there's like electricity shooting through your body like your whole nervous system is just fucked it's totally wow. screwed over by these benzodiazepines 
doesn't happen to everybody, but some people get it really bad and they have to go through it for like months before it goes away. Wow, that's that that's yeah, that's heavy stuff. Um I, I have heard that they're very hard to quit. Um uh speaking on the topic of, of that symptom that you just explained there, that's kind of weird. I, I feel like I like obviously I have never touched a benzo nor any other type of uh drug of sorts. Um but I, I the yesterday for example i was feeling kind of what you just said there i was feeling like things were just off like something the whole like feeling of the day was off you know and it felt like it didn't necessarily feel like terror necessarily but and i'm not trying to compare it to to that but it just kind of reminded me of that um and this happened to me also like a week a week ago as well where one day like everything just felt so off like everything felt wrong like nothing like the temperature fell off the smells fell off, just the scenery, the leaves falling, like everything. Like, I'm wondering if I have some kind of like, like, like seasonal, not depression, but like some kind of like okay. seasonal, like conflict going on in me, because I feel like in the fall, I tend to, to kind of feel that way at times, you know? So interesting. Know. Huh. <clears throat> it's like this, like, kind of like almost uneasiness feeling like there's something yeah, it's like, that's it's like, like this. It's like dull. Like everything is just like, Ugh, like ugh. it doesn't feel good yeah like nothing yeah it's like it, it's huh. like sad it's, it just feels sad honestly like and like yeah. nothing you know yesterday when i started feeling that way nothing was happening like nothing there was nothing that i was sad about besides just the feeling of the day like it was just yeah. kind of weird you know so yeah interesting i honestly i have a hard time relating to that i don't get mm-hmm. seasonal affective disorder mm-hmm. um i personally I kind of like the gloomy days because it allows me to feel kind of mellow, which is something that I have a hard time like getting into my negative emotions. Mm-hmm. And because my mood cycle is like it trumps everything else. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. That, but that makes my sense. mom goes through the same thing as you mm-hmm. where during the winter time she gets, she gets kind of sad and like, de- and mildly depressed when yeah. there's not, a, there's not a lot of sun and it's cold. So what what does she do for that, if anything? Well, she kind of suffers, uh, yeah, but yeah. she also goes on trip. She'll go on like a trip to somewhere warm during the summer. That's um, a good idea. Make sure that she gets like some sun, like when it when it's out, like sitting in mm-hmm. the. We have like a. Do you remember the room that you sat in when we were we were, the like the reading room with like the big window on the back of yeah. the house. Mm-hmm. That's where she likes to go get some sun during the day, and like that helps. But I think like. She just, you know, it's just a lower mood throughout the winter for her. Yeah, I, yeah, I can definitely relate to that. Um, more so in the fall, but I, yeah, I can definitely relate to that. It's just I don't know how to explain it. Like, because honestly, like I like gloomy days. Like I really do. Like, it, like in Me the too. summer, like days where like it's pouring and it's like just dark and yeah. thunderstorming. Like I kind of, I kind of love that. Like, <laughs> I, like I really I love do. That too. It's just there's there's like this different feel to a gloomy day in fall. Like it just like. I don't know. It's like for me, it just feels so off-putting. As something about it. Um, oh, really? I, I, yeah, something about it is just so off-putting. I, I don't. I, I don't know if like something at one point in my life happened to me in the fall that was like negative or something. But like, that's just my only guess for it. You know, like I don't know how that works. It could, but I don't know. It, it sounds like it could just be like a, like a. It could preference. be a biological, like genetic thing that you have. That's like your body doesn't like when it gets cold and like if it's warm and gloomy, it's like, okay, things are still good. But then the body yeah, feels like the cold true. and gloomy. It's like, 
okay <laughs> we're starting to ramp down our let's go into like hibernation mode a little bit you know it's starting to come winter let's kind of chill out we've gotten our resources gathered like if we're thinking of this from like yeah. uh evolutionary perspective maybe yeah. like i think like there's a theory that like depression evolved as an evolutionary adaptation to like go through long periods of like resource save like you get into a state where you just you don't want to do anything so that you mm -hmm. can like save resources during certain periods of time like bodily resources yeah, that, that would definitely make sense, you know, because like, you know, yeah. back in the primal days, you know, you would have to, you know, go hard as hell in the summer, you know, spring and summer to yeah, like yeah. build up your resources for the fall mm -hmm. and winter, you know, because it, like, it gets, gets to, a, yeah, you got you got it. Like if, if you're slacking, then you're going to be dead, <laughs> like you know, and yeah. so like, yeah, I can see how yep. biologically that could definitely be ingrained in our, our DNA. And that's, that's pretty cool to think about, really. Yeah, you know. Like it's not cool yeah. that they had to do that, but it's cool. Well. <laughs> Thanks for depression, ancestors. Yeah, yeah you assholes who had to fight to live the you fall with assholes had to survive so I could be here, give me depression. Man. I'm trying I'm trying to be happy during football season. <laughs> I'm depressed, but at least I have football. <laughs> oh god, that's hilarious. Oh, um, but on on the just one more little branch to what I was just yeah. talking about before we move on from that. Um, I feel like I've actually been dealing with it a lot better this fall, it seems like, because I feel like in previous falls, like looking back on it, I, I, I recognize that there are days where I, f I feel like that in the fall, but I never really like took into account like, hey, this is something that happens in the fall typically for me. <laughs> you know, like I was just more so like it was happening and I just went with it. Yeah. Um, so, but I feel like this fall, like, like, last week i realized like hey this is like something that seems to kind of happen like in the fall for me um and i feel like it's it's kind of helped me with being able to cope with it better because i feel like in the past like i said i would just let it happen yeah. and not understand it i'd just be like oh here it is this is what's happening <laughs> but now now it's like it's like oh i'm just having one of those days where i'm not feeling yeah. good what can i do to like kind of help myself here i'm not trying to get better because yeah. like you can't force yourself to be better but like what can i do to help myself you know and uh I, I feel like I've been finding ways like when I when I feel like really icky on those days, I'll like meditate and then take a 20 minute nap right after that. And it kind of like it feels like this fresh start. It like puts me in a good state of mind and then I get a nice little nap and then I wake up and it's like, ah, oh, it's like a new beginning, you know, and it's it's nice. So that's what I've done. That's the cool. Past, past two times. Yeah. The idea of like figuring out the pattern and like accepting mm -hmm. it as part of the process is like something. I, you know, I've been listening to a lot of David Goggins recently. I know, cliche, okay. but know. dude, that's awesome. I've been listening to him, and like he was saying, like you have to accept that, like life, it inevitably you're gonna have to suffer, and it's just part of the process. And the more that you can, like, dive into the suffering, the like the and accept that as part of the process, realizing like that, like this is this is this is life, and diving yeah. in harder into it. Um, like the better you feel later on, like because you're you're fully expressing, yeah. you're fully getting into it instead of, you know. And also, yeah. it's really nice to have those moments of like, aha, I see the pattern. Like that's really nice, right? right. Yeah, absolutely, dude. That and that's part. That's what I'm figuring out is just you know by meditating when I'm feeling that way, it allows me to like fully interpret what's going on in my life. 
Whereas before I would be having one of those days and I'd just be like, oh, well, it's one of those days. I'm just carrying on trying to push through, trying to, you know, have a good day if yeah. I can, you know, type of thing. But now it's like, I'm not even like worried about having a good day. And and that sounds like a negative thing, but it's not. It, it's it's like, like I, I'm not setting the expectation or like the precedence for having a good day. It's like, yeah. if I, I'm going to do everything in my power to help myself be in a position to where I could potentially, you know, have a good rest of my day. But you know, if I don't, like, I'm also putting myself in a position to where that's okay, you know, so it's kind of like a, you know, who knows what's going to happen, but, you know, I'm aware of it. So it's, it's all good, you know, so. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Awesome. Recently, huh? I've been, instead of, I've been focusing less on how I feel recently. I haven't been, like, focusing on, like, like, how can I have, how can I feel good today? How can I feel happy today? I haven't been like asking myself that anymore. The last like few weeks I've been asking myself like what do I need to do today to like what do I need to accomplish today? What are the things that I need to do today that I'll feel good that I have completed at the end of the day and that I am like am I doing the things that I need to do to create the future that I want to live in? Mm -hmm. And that helps me like it gives me something greater than the feelings like because sometimes you know when you're feeling really down like i have days where i just feel like seriously i feel like shit yeah like like it's definitely i feel depressed certain days and it's just part of the uh -huh. cycle of my moods and on those days it really helps to have like the greater vision of like okay i'm working towards you know m building my website my brand my youtube and so i can still like push myself to work on something and that gives me a little dopamine for completing tasks and like it makes me feel good for you know working towards the goal and pushing through the hard times it, it makes it gives that greater purpose gives me something to feel good about that's not like you know not like feeling happy about but feeling like okay i'm doing a good job like even though this is hard yeah. i'm doing good yeah oh absolutely just kind of like you know just getting something done, even if it's like so minute, like just washing the dishes or something like that. It's like, like it, it, it like builds a sense of like, hey, like I'm capable of doing stuff, you know. It's like, like, like it's okay, you know. Like nothing that the world isn't coming to an end today, you know. Yeah. Although I guess it could be, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. Eh, um, doesn't yeah? Does it matter? It, no, it doesn't matter. That's the point. <laughs> like it doesn't even matter. Like who cares, you know? Yeah. So it's like. That's cool that you found like uh, this, like, it sounds like you found like presence. Is that right? Honestly, I wouldn't say presence. Okay. I, I wouldn't say presence. It's something else. It's a weird shift I've been having recently. Mm -hmm. I feel like growing up, I, you know, I saw my dad working really hard. And I heard, you know, I heard secondhand from like my mom and like other people like that my dad's like this achiever guy and <laughs> he works so hard, he travels so much, does all this stuff. And I guess subconsciously, I, I kind of got like a negative connotation around that, like that, like that was bad and that wasn't good for like your mental happiness or something. But yeah, recently I've, I've been like accessing that part of life more of like pushing myself like really trying to be consistent with things like shit like the gym and like posting blog posts and youtube videos 
mm-hmm. just grinding, working, even if it's like, oh, I don't want to do this. I'm not feeling it. I would be happier if I didn't do this. Instead, I'm, I'm thinking like, I'm taking the mindset of, I think what my dad has been using for the last like 30 years in his career, which is just like really doing hard work for the sake of like creating something great and, and <laughs> just doing the hard work. And honestly, there's something about it. It just, it feels masculine. It makes me feel like a hard motherfucker. Yeah. It makes me feel good, dude. I feel confident when I, when I am able to do that. And even maybe I have that voice that, that kind of says like, well, you need to get in touch with your feminine side too. And you need to be loving. And that's <laughs> so true. And of course I do that, but yeah. not at the expense of my masculine side, which I haven't been nurturing as much. So like pushing myself and, you know, really going for yeah. it. And it feels really good. And in, in a totally yeah. different way than the feminine side does. Yeah, no, that I I can totally relate as of recently to what you you you're saying there. Like, there's like this uh, amazing like beauty to this masculine like grinding like workhorse side, and you know while also being aware that you do have that feminine side, you know. But yeah, I, I feel the same way in the sense of like, yeah, I feel like I've definitely nurtured that feminine side way more throughout my life than the masculine side, in 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 some regards because like I don't know, that's just that's you know how i am and yeah, um but recently too. you know like i have three jobs right now and i've been you know i've been working six days a week i wake up at six o'clock every every morning to to go to work and it, it feels amazing like it's like this like it's this like it's not like i i don't think i'm powerful but in in my in my like for myself it feels so moving and powerful to be able to like wake up that early and and just leave the house and just know that like i'm out here like getting stuff done like i'm doing stuff and i'm i'm like helping people with this early in the morning like it, it's this it's this amazing feeling like like you were saying like it's just like masculine like 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 oh like if it's like this thing i don't know it just feels amazing yeah like like yeah it's masculine it's like breaking through like mm-hmm. pushing uh yeah yeah it's it's like fuck you i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna sleep in until 10 (laughs) or 11 anymore like i'm sick and tired of this shit man like i'm kicking that in the ass and moving on latest i'm waking up is like eight or nine o'clock like that's and it's it feels so good to do it like i've just never done that before like you know the only times i've ever had to wake up that early you know consistently was for school and i hated that with a passion like oh i felt miserable every morning waking up um but like I'm embracing it now, and I think that's part of what's helping me like be able to push through and be like feel so powerful about it. It's like I'm embracing yeah. it. It's like oh, it feels good to wake up at six. Like it, it's like oh, it's this thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no, it feels good. I relate to yeah, yeah, I relate to you. There's like a resistance that that you might like say feels bad. Like it feels bad to wake up. I don't want to, you know, mm-hmm. because there's extra. It's it's out of your habit. It's out of your routine. It's a difficult yeah. thing to do, you know. Mm-hmm. But when you do do it, then it feels really good because you're like, oh, yeah. shit, I am powerful. I can change. I can do the things that I need to do. And that, and yeah. you feel more confident in your ability. It's, it's your willpower. You feel powerful mm-hmm. with your will. Like what yeah. you want to happen in your life, you can make happen. Mm-hmm. That feels oh, good. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. This reminds me of uh, 
something that Joe Rogan always harps on and that's his discipline. And he, he thinks that's like his best quality that he has and like most important quality that he has. And he's always like preached about it. And, you know, I, I love Joe Rogan for a lot of things, but I also definitely disagree with a lot of his points. Um, but like over the years, like that discipline, I always like looked at as like, Oh, this is, that's like that, you know, that righty, like, like, yeah. Oh, you know, blue collar like type of thing where it's like, oh, you know, just put your nose in the dirt and do it. You know what I mean? Type of thing. Yeah. I was always like pushed away from it for that reason. But like recently I've I've kind of like I've listened to his podcast and, you know, I hear him talking about that kind of stuff. And I'm like, you know what? I think he's onto something with that. Like, yeah. like you you're, you're you can do that and you can also be have, have that feminine side. You know, it's like mm -hmm. it's possible, you know, and never. Yeah. Never really seen that way. I also like I think people think that like that hard work grind mentality is like sacrificing happiness or like it's yeah. like sacrificing it's like it like some people like you when you first were hearing Joe Rogan talk about that you had this kind of averse reaction of like well why why would like why would I do it just to do it and mm -hmm. like you know when I can like meditate and be in a state of bliss you know yeah which like honestly fair enough that's a good thing to foster yeah. mm -hmm. but I don't think it's like it's not like hard work for the sake of hard work just because it's the it's the thing to do. You should do it. Mm -hmm. It's like in pursuit of your of what you want from life. Like what do you want from life? What is mm -hmm. it? Okay, do everything in your power to get that, to make that. Right. You know? Absolutely. And that feels that's the that's the feeling. That's the power. It's not mm -hmm. just like working to work to get money. It's yeah. like I'm not working to get money. I'm working really hard to build a life that I enjoy. For sure. Yeah. And, and and the masculine builds off the feminine and the feminine builds off of the masculine. You know, it's like, like you were just giving that example of meditation. It's like, oh, why would I be working if I can meditate? You know what I mean? And it's like, well, actually by working, you can become better at meditating because you gain this discipline, you know, and because meditating takes discipline. It's not this fully like feminine, like blissful experience. Like, it's true be really really hard and in in times where it's really hard are the times that you need to put your nose in the dirt and do it you know so that's when that masculine side comes in so it's like they're hand in hand they work together you know it's just like it depends on how you view it as um but yeah, yeah. I, I think it's so important yeah okay um I feel like we've really been getting like kind of a lofty abstract mm -hmm. i want to know like What's going on in your life? What like, what what would be something that you're like, you would that you've been like wanting to tell me? Wow, something. Is there oh, anything that like? I like that question. That's a really good question. Um, okay, I have something pretty massive in in, in okay. like not in a not a specific event, but um, so you know, I, I've talked to you quite a while about that like depersonalization type of feeling that I, I've had for quite a while. Um. Well, I feel like like recently I've been coming to really good terms with it, um, and I, I've been I've been changing the way that I handle it, you know, because I feel like for for quite a while I was handling it in the sense of like, you know, like oh, what do I do to fix it? How can I fix it? How can I get rid of this? How can I get back to how I felt before? You know, it's like this like something's got to change mentality. But now I'm, I'm I'm coming at it with this this mentality of like, hey, you know what? This is what I'm experiencing right now. I might as well experience it and, and, and work with my life. You know, it kind of like feels like it goes back to like what David Goggins was saying, like, you know, you like you work with what you got type of thing, you know? And um, 
so I've been doing that, you know, and, and I, I, I found, I've been finding ways to, 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 to work with it better than I used to before. Like I used to, you know, type, you know, write down what I was feeling, how I was feeling, okay, what can I do to change this? How do I change this? But now it's like, I, you know, in my journal, like I will skip a page because I'm feeling really good that, that day I'll skip a page to like resemble this, like new beginning, like this is where I'm at, you know, and it, it feels really good to be able to like skip a page and kind of like, like move on from that, the days where I was like feeling bad, you know? And it's like, like, this is me. Like I'm okay. Like I'm living, yeah. like this is fine. You know? So why, why, why like feel bad about it? You know? Yeah. Like, like, like Rodney Norman told us, like, why feel bad? Why feel crappy about feeling crap? Yeah. You know? That's the truth. True. Huh. So with depersonalization, you know what came to mind? I was thinking like, I wonder if like this is something that you've been like gifted. Okay. Very gifted, strange huh? because okay. it, it's, you are coming at it from an unpleasant perspective, which yeah, I'm not, I'm not invalidating, but I yeah. wonder like, you know, maybe like this depersonalization is actually a tool for your your awakening to basically to see to what if this is a tool to allow you to get a perspective of reality that no one else is able to have one where you can deconnect disconnect from like who you are as a self like Mm -hmm. that is although i wonder like what is like the what is the experience of that and like what is the negative experience of that feel like point yeah Uh, what what i feel like um like the negative is just that you feel uh, like um just not normal like not not what you have felt before and that can be scary at times um and like i said i feel like i've been coming to terms with it and for a while i've not been scared of it because like for a while i was scared of it you know i had i had a panic attack one time because of it because i was like i was like so in my head it's like getting scared about being scared you know and it's like this and then that creates this like hectic chaotic situation for no reason you know like looking back on it there was no reason for for me to have that that whole situation happen i did it to myself and you know i'm taking ownership over it and it it feels good to take ownership over it because it's like hey that's what happened you know and Hmm. now i know now i know how to how to not have that happen the depersonalization, if how is this different from like just regular anxiety? And how does that feel like different? Because I, I feel like for me, regular anxiety has always felt like more like like oh shit, oh shit. But depersonalization, I visually experience things differently. That's the best way I can put it. Like visually I feel different. Visually you feel different. Like like I experience my vision completely different than i ever have before in my life like are you do are you able to like almost like observe your body from like an observer's point of view rather than like a first person point of view yeah yeah absolutely that's a great way of putting it i've heard somebody say like it feels like there's this like glass between you and reality and that's kind of what it feels like like i don't feel like i'm like i don't actually like see glass but like it feels like you're looking through glass into reality huh it's like there's this invisible barrier 
It feels Dude, like. I think that you're just like really aware. Because I honestly like I remember what, an experience. That's what it is. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. I remember an experience where I was led through a meditation with like a a coach who was trying who was helping me with my spiritual growth. Kind of like kind of like an enlightenment coach I was okay. working with. And they led That's me cool. through this meditation where like I detached from my body. Like I started like observing it from like a third person perspective. Uh-huh. And it was almost like I I my body and the environment like it wasn't me anymore. It was like just I became something watching me as part of the environment. It's like if I were watching somebody else do something, I was watching myself as if it was somebody else. Does that make sense? Okay. So it make it's like it's like I it's like if if my eyeballs went to like the back of my head and we're still yeah. looking forward. Yeah. Kind yeah. of, but it, like not yeah. not literally, but it it felt that way. Like I yeah. could like totally feel I I can honestly tune into the feeling right now as I'm talking about it. Like I it's just being <laughs> so mindful of your body that yeah. like you realize that this is just another object in in the environment and it's not special. It's just like got extra awareness on it. Yeah, that that's literally, that's literally what it is. That's literally what it is. I mean, people who experience depersonalization typically like in a milder form, or I say milder in terms of like temporary, not not what I'm experiencing right now, which I'm not saying is permanent, but you know, longer. Um, people who experience it in a temporary form, are people who, you know, experience like a car accident, you know, they depersonalize because like, it like slows things down. It's like, it like it yeah. literally in, in my, this is how it feels for me. It's like pushes away and it's like, it's like slow motion, you know, it's like, that's what it feels like. And yeah. people who are in traumatic situations like car crashes or, you know, uh, a shooting, stuff like that. Like those are people who experience depersonalization because they were in this chaotic moment. It basically what depersonalization is, is when your nervous system doesn't calm down after one of those situations. And Interesting. I don't particularly remember a certain instance in my life happening where I was like in the, a situation where I was like so nervous to where I, my body never calmed down. Like, I don't remember something like that happening. It kind of just felt wow. like, it, it, feel like it, it felt like it felt like it slowly has gotten to this point And I don't know how it's like a, it's almost like, like a spiritual coping mechanism. It's like, yeah, it's like when life gets uncomfortable and difficult, it's like, something in your being takes takes you away from it mm -hmm. something in your being yeah. takes you a step away to yeah, like that's a good lessen point. the or the like and the other thing is like i feel like i have been trying to experience depersonalization like <laughs> in a desirable way interesting okay yeah like that i think like you're closer to not non-duality than like most people and when i like what i mean by that is like experiencing like the oneness of everything like being able to, mm -hmm. like that was the experience that i had like when i was able to detach like i just realized like oh shit it's all one i'm not special i'm not individual like i'm yeah. just you know what i mean yeah i, I do but, know what you mean but you're describing it in a negative way so like there's obviously some there's obviously the experience is different mm -hmm. and maybe it's not the same yeah, I, I think that it, it's the same in its um, nature, like it's the same thing. But the way that you 
experience it as different in this way of like unexpectedness. Like I wasn't wanting this, like this okay. was not something I was, I was desiring, you know, like if this happened to me during meditation, I would have been like, Oh, okay. This is this, you know? And it's like mm -hmm. beautiful, but this is just something that's been happening. I don't know how, but it's just been happening. So it's like, that's why I think it was like a scary situation for me, but I do think it's wow. the same thing. Um, now, granted, okay, I feel yeah, like recently I see that I've been able to deal with it better. Okay, I understand what you're I, saying. I, hold on, I and I can see you. how that is. You can? Can you hear me? I can't hear you. I can hear you. Wait one second. What's going on here? Try talking now. Hello. What testing? Heck? Are you kidding me? I can't hear you. <laughs> hold on, give me like a half a second. I'm gonna just okay. turn my AirPods off and back on. Okay. Sam cannot hear me, so I can say whatever I want about him. And he might not know what I'm saying. Dang it. Can you hear what I'm saying? No? Okay. I'm saying all kinds oh, of... There we uh -oh. go. Yeah, I can hear you now. All right. Okay, you can hear me. Right. Yeah, we're good. Resume. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I guess like that... I, I see how that's a very unsettling thing mm -hmm. to go through, actually. Especially when you're not like seeking it. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, to, to put the cherry on top of this whole situation, um, and I, I do need to clarify, like right now I feel way better than I have ever felt with dealing with this. Like I have like, honestly, I've accepted it. Like I feel good about it. Um, yeah. but uh, just to put the cherry on top back when I had that bad edible experience, uh -huh. I was already depersonalized, depersonalizing before the experience. Yeah. So having an edible with bad, a bad edible experience on top of that, that was very, yeah. that was traumatic for me. You know, like that was crazy, like insane. Like, I feel like I reached this hyper aware state that I never wanted huh. to ever experience in my entire life. Like everything felt so raw and just, oh, I, I don't even know. It was interesting. Yeah. It scared the shit out of me in the moment. But looking back, it's like, whoa, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's like, wow, like I it, saw part of reality that was like, most people will never get to see it that yeah. that way of being, yeah. Yeah. which like, is like, like cool, but yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's not what I wanted in that moment. Yeah, um, it, it, it honestly felt like it what, what I would guess like DMT or something feels like to some extent. Dang. Like, uh, I don't, like I said, I have no experience with that, but it was I, like a um, psychedelic experience in a way felt like it because like, I was intense. looking at people and like I, like I remember looking at my girlfriend and being able to see every single pore and crevice on her <laughs> face like it was like wow like it felt like this I don't, know, I don't even know it, was, it just felt like this crazy thing yeah dude. I don't know we weed is a psychedelic at high doses yeah uh, yeah and I, I think I probably unfortunately <laughs> experienced that that night I say unfortunately wow. looking back like yeah. yeah, that's what it is. But dang, here we are. <laughs> Interesting life still. So, have you been um, smoking or drinking recently? Um, I I've smoked like twice in the past, like probably like four months, just because oh, I wow. I have a I have a new job, um, where I get drug tested. So like immediately after the drug test, like the day after I smoke, <laughs> so that I you know. Cause like, I don't know how often they're going to drug test me. So I figured yeah. you know, I'm safe to do it then. Um, but yeah, I haven't been doing it. Um, but drinking. Yeah. Like 
I don't not like super often, but yeah, I I, I drink here and there. What about yourself? What what's your kind of plane that you've been on? I I don't know. I I feel like most people that I know who are like developing themselves are like slowly using substances less and less. Yeah. And including myself. I uh-huh. I mean, actually I I had a beer last night for the first time in like months, actually. Really? I went out. Wow. Um, yeah. But I, I had like half of the beer. Um <laughs> so I, I I don't I'm not drinking. Just because you're to, craving that oh so good taste. <laughs> just because like I was at a bar I and I was kidding. like, I should probably like I don't know, I wanted to have something in my hand, I guess yeah yeah but i i haven't drank or smoked anything in like a couple of months that's awesome that was my first drink and i had like half of it in like Mm -hmm. three months and i feel good i just feel good being here and conscious and i realize all of like the reasons that you get high are stupid and you can do all of it sober or it's it's like the social lubricant thing about like with alcohol sure that's true but I've found by like pushing myself to be social, um, mm-hmm. sober, I've gotten really good at it. And I'm not, I have no yeah. fear anymore about just like talking to people that like usually, you know, if you're drinking, you feel like you need to have the drink. Whereas now I'm, I'm yeah. just like, yeah, it's kind of hard, but I developed the habit of just talking to people sober in yeah. like recreational environments. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like alcohol is that, like you said, that social lubricant. It's it's like it's like a cheat code in a video game. It's like you know you can use it, but it's like it's not a very good not, cheat code though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like you know you're not really doing it. Like you're not actually doing it. Like so every time you want to uh, do this thing in the game, you're gonna have to use that cheat code because you've never done it. You don't know how to do it. Yeah. You know. So it's yes. like why take that? Why take that yeah. route out? You know. So and then you, you might now well you're in a situation. It. Then you're in a situation mm-hmm. where you know you lost a cheat code and it's the boss fight. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You're you, <laughs> you're you on the street. Baby mama on the line. <laughs> yeah, you got like uh, you got a honey on the street who is just oh my god, <laughs> she's a ten. Her personality yeah. is amazing, but uh, you aren't capable of socializing sober. So there goes your chance at uh, getting a date yeah. with Mrs. Ten out of ten. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like yeah, I, I'm not. I, I want to develop sorry, myself as. Sorry, I feel like I'm talking a lot, but oh, no, you know no. what I'm saying. Keep talking yeah no i absolutely yeah it's it's like it yeah it's just this cheap route that you just don't have to do as much basically and uh you know on the outside you know if you ask a child something like that they'd be like oh yeah let's do it you know but like if you look at it with an in-depth you know adult mature you know point of view you realize like oh this is not as good as it seems on the outside you know um it might feel good at the in the moment but you know even the next day it not even besides, you know, taking the cheap route there, the next day, like you feel like shit, you know, to some degree, you know, yeah. and it's like, like, do you really want to do that to yourself? Like, I'd rather have a good next day. I'd rather have a, a fresh start to my morning. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, for the past like two weeks, I hadn't drank alcohol at all. Like, and it like just, bodily i felt better like nice. not even just not even just the like um like you know the psychological like differences yeah like bodily it just feels good yeah to not your body is all. taking less energy to like get rid of poison like yeah. it's your body Literally. treats it like a poison so yeah 
your body feels yeah. good it's like thanking you yeah absolutely absolutely and it, i i just kind of have to bring politics into it here okay this is I interesting believe that shoot are you, you breaking up from me here i can hear you okay okay we're good yeah I just cannot believe that alcohol is like this thing that like people view as like not as bad as weed or like oh it's gosh. it's like this like safe thing. It's like, dude, oh my god, that's yeah. not the case at all. Not the case okay. at all. There's a statistic on like murder and uh alcohol. It's like crazy. I think it's like I if I'm not mistaken, I think it's the I think the statistic is 50% of all murders involve alcohol. Wow. That would not surprise me whatsoever. Don't quote me on that, but I'm like pretty sure that it's like a lot of murders involve alcohol. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like one of it's it's one of the only substances that makes you like more violent. Hmm. You know, you don't see a stoner getting violent, dude. Yeah, yeah. They're just sitting back, you're like, hey, bro, yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to fight anybody. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'd imagine just, you know, alcohol, it, it like loosens you up so much to where like if you're in a situation where tensions might even get the slightest bit tense, you know, boom, you knock somebody out because you're not thinking about it. You don't have the wherewithal to, to think about it. It's interesting. Find, okay, here it is. Here it is. About 40% of convicted murderers had used alcohol before or during the crime. This is coming well, from alcoholrehab.org. Wow. Or, That's... oh, no, here you go. The Bureau of Justice Statistics.gov says four out of 10 violent uh, victimizations involve alcohol. So that's coming from government statistics wow. that almost half of murders and violent crimes involve alcohol. That says everything you need to know right there. Yeah. Yeah. And those are only the accounted ones, too. That's the crazy part. You know, there, sure. I'm sure there's plenty of times where, you know, a murderer gets away with it and they don't find out mm-hmm. that he was using, you know, yeah. alcohol. That, that's 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 insane. Yeah. I, I, and it makes sense that that would be the case, because like I was just explaining before, it, you know, you get loosened up and it puts you in this state where it's like you don't really give a shit about what you're doing. You know, it's like yeah. you'll do whatever, you know, if things get mm-hmm. tight. You're, you'll do your something. risk tolerance goes up. Or it goes. Yeah. yeah, it goes up when you're yeah. drinking. Yeah. Yeah, because like I'm yeah. not a risky person, but like when I'm drinking, I, I don't get like super risky or anything like that. Yeah. But like I definitely feel looser, and it's like I'll be more willing to like you know like get up and do karaoke or something like that. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like like to me that's a risk. You know, like to most people, yeah. you know, you'd be like, okay, whatever. But you know, but like you know, for me as a non-risky risky person, like you know, I would do that. Like if I was drunk, I'd be like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll mm-hmm. get up there and sing a song with my buddy. Yeah. You know, I was I was at a bar. Uh, a few weeks ago with with my friends and they have this like little stage area where people mm-hmm. get up there and like will dance or whatever and man I, I tell you i got up there on that stage and i started dancing wow i don't dance <laughs> i don't ever dance <laughs> nice so you know yeah so that's like, obviously a mild true. form but it's a real mm-hmm. social lubricant it, it, that's yeah. true mm-hmm. but if you could develop your own willpower to get yeah. yourself to go that's a lot that's lot the real power yeah and it's yeah. a lot more fun because like that's a long-term superpower you know like it, like being able to just confront people and talk to them and have fun without substances that's like that's a power you know it's not a power yeah. to be able to gulp down 15 beers and 
be drunk. Like that's just yeah, that's just silly. That's just silly. That's just, anyone can do that. That's easy. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So yeah, I want. They should have like weed bars. Why aren't there weed bars? There are. There are weed. There bars. are. Yeah, I, there's one really? right in Clifton where by where I live. Yeah. No way. I would love yeah. to check that out. That's cool. Yeah, it's cool. You can just go in there and just pay yeah. like five bucks and get a little a little dab, you know, and they'll they'll nice. light it for you. You can split it with a friend, you know, whatever you want to do. It's pretty cool. That's cool. Well, yeah. well, well, hold on a minute. That's how does that work if um, weed is not fully recreational legally legal in Ohio? Um, to be completely honest, I'm not sure. I don't know if they're using Delta Eight. That could be it. Okay, I'm not that sure. Could be. Yeah. Interesting. I, I Although, do you know, isn't um isn't weed legalization on the ballot for November? Is it? I I didn't know that. I I know that I we're like progressing be. towards it. I didn't know it was that soon though. Hold on, let me see. November, Ohio, because I'm voting in the Ohio election because I'm technically like a I'm technically a resident using my parents' yeah. address. So I'm gonna okay. do I'm doing a mail ballot, mail in ballot. Oh, nice. nice. So I want to see November, Ohio recreational weed um i want to know i'm pretty sure like that's like honestly the reason i requested a mail-in ballot because i wanted to vote for recreational weed in ohio mm-hmm. yeah dude thanks for supporting the troops <laughs> early voting for ohio marijuana legalization okay i don't know exactly what's going on but i think something along those lines is happening Oh, okay, cool. here we go. Okay. Forbes, Ohio will vote on recreational weed legalization in November. Okay, so that is happening. So you got to vote. Sweet. Oh, I, I I vote and I will vote for that one. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, man. That's, I'm glad that we're, you know, as as a state starting to realize the, the value in not hiding it, basically. Yeah. You know? And how much safer it is than alcohol. God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would much rather my child smoke some weed than drink some alcohol. You know, like I mean, I say oh, man, child, that's tricky. Not not too early. Not <laughs> well, too you early. want your kid like, to be I'm... smoking weed, huh? Hmm? <laughs> so that's what you're saying. Horrible parenting, right? Then. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. It, it is a tough call. Like, preferably, you would rather your kid, you know, not mess around with anything. But you know, if yeah. you had a pick, you know? although there is IQ studies that say like. People that smoke weed throughout their childhood have lower IQs as adults. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely fucks you up cognitively in, in different regards. <laughs> like, I'm, it's, not, it's not like this, like, good thing. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I guess, you know, I guess if you're, if, that's that's a tough little debate there. Because, you know, as a kid, yeah. like, I don't want a kid drinking alcohol thinking, like, oh, this is a safe drug, you know, like, you're allowed to have this, yeah. you know. But also, like, I don't want kid, my kids smoking a bunch of weed because, like, yeah, like you just said, but, there's problems. But also, like, that. every, like, teenager goes through, like, doing something, doing some, experimenting with something stupid, you know, like, I don't yeah. know, whether it's, like, yeah. weed or alcohol or whatever it is, it's, like, and most people did that when they were a kid, and most people are fine, fine. you know? You're right. You're right. Yeah, I, I guess it just, what really matters is the parenting and how you, you know, yeah, how you talk to your kids about it you know that's the yeah. important part and just being aware of it you know and not trying to hide yeah it, you know not trying well, to I wonder hide what it's something genuinely i wonder what it's like 
like when your kid becomes like 15, 16, and they're getting independent, you know, you're not at that point, they are kind of doing their own thing. They're not talking to you as much. Uh-huh. It's hard to like be able to like check in and know exactly like what they're up to, you know, because you For want sure. to give them the space to like kind of develop themselves as a person. Mm-hmm. But, but you're also you also don't want them being sure. a stoner. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess like there are ways like, you know, like your kid goes to soccer practice or whatever and you, you know, you maybe like scrounge around a little bit in his room. Like I, I don't I, don't I know, wouldn't do that. I, I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying that I would do that, but just as an idea and I'm not saying I would like just to have an idea of what's going on. I'm not saying I would confront them about, yeah, you know, if I found weed in the room, I wouldn't confront them and be like, Hey, I found weed in your room. You know, like I wouldn't confront them about it, but to, just to kind of like have an idea of what's going on to keep tabs on it. You know, that's fair. That's fair. That's, just, I mean, a, that's it, just a thought. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. Parenting's gotta be so hard. It is, it is. Because there's so many questions just like that one where it's like, what do you do? You know, like what's yeah. the right way to go about this? You know? Oh. I don't think there is a right way, but you know, what yeah. what's the way that I want to go about this? You know? It's tough. Right. Dang. Uh, it's tough. Seems fun nonetheless. <laughs> Not <laughs> ready for stressful. it. But it does seem stressful. Stressful I don't know. but fun. That's kinda of how I feel about it. I don't know, man. The more I'm thinking about it. I might, I might take a while to have kids, dude. I might be like, I might be the old dad. Perfect. I'm fine with being, I'll be the old dad. That's perfect. I want to live my twenties and early thirties kind of mm-hmm. not having kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. I think that's very fair, you know, but I think also like we change over time, you know, like, so like five years from now, you might have a very different perspective on that, you know, that's true. Um, Cause like, I mean, I can tell you like when I was in high school, like obviously I was in no place to actually be thinking about having a kid, but I was like, oh yeah, that'd be fun to have kids, you know? Yeah. I'll have two or three kids. (laughs) Yeah. I'll have two or three kids. That's the ideal, you know? It's like, you know, but it's like now it's like, yeah, like, I don't know when I want to have them, but I'm definitely not in the realm of even thinking about like, (laughs) you know? So it's like, you know, it's like, yeah, I I might have two kids and it might be in my mid twenties, you know, I want to be the young dad, you know, but it's like, yeah, it's like, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, maybe I'll be the like, old dad. Maybe we'll be the. With like the, like your high school, like whoever you were like talking to, or like whatever girl you were like yeah. kind of dating or something. Like <laughs> I feel like there was always the question of like, how many kids do you want to have? When do you have want to have kids? And like it, it was dates? like kind of like, yeah, it was like kind of like a playful thing. Like it wasn't really taken yeah. seriously. And you'd be like, yeah, I think I want. I think three or four is a good number, and I think I want to have it by twenty five. But. <laughs> Now I'm like, oh my god, that's four years away. Uh, yeah, let's hold off on that one. Let's <laughs> chill. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, that is funny to kind of like look back on it and be like, what the what the fuck were we thinking? You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, what, no chance. No <laughs> chance, man. Uh, that's, that's so funny. Like, that's just, yeah. you know, I, I'm working with kids now at, at two of my jobs, and it's so funny just like hearing them say stuff, you know, and it's like, it's so reminiscent of like, being of me being a kid you know it's like wow that's hilarious that that's stuff that i used to say and do like i can't even believe that like it's just hilarious yeah Yeah, i'm actually working with kids right now too um i'm working with like a like this organ i'm volunteering at an organization that it's like a refugee organization where it's like after school tutoring for their kids oh that's Um, awesome and the kids are like they're hilarious they're sassy they're yeah. like, they, 
I don't know. They're just funny. I don't. I don't know how to describe it. They're just. They're just like. They do their own thing. Yeah, they do their own thing. They don't give a shit about what you think. Yeah. Like some kid will walk up and be like, "Look, I I lost my tooth last night. The tooth fairy brought me five bucks." I'm like, "Oh, that's so cool! Like, how many other teeth have you lost?" And then they just walk away. (laughs) It's like, "Okay, cool, whatever, sure, do your thing, man." (laughs) Sometimes they're almost like adults and like things that they say. Like they're very like Uh certain about the way they say certain things, and you're like, "Am I talking to like a six year old or am I talking to like?" It's like I don't know. Like they seem very like certain about certain statements, and then I'm like, yeah. Or or then they'll be doing something like bad. I have to like scold them on, and I'll be like, yeah, trying to treat them like a little friend or something. But then I'm like, wait a minute, I can just tell them to stop, and I'm like, stop that. And then they then they yeah. like listen to me because I'm yeah. I'm the adult, you know. <laughs> then they look like deer in headlights. <laughs> okay. That that look that look when you like have to get on a kid like is just hilarious. They're like. Oh, okay. <laughs> like crap! Yeah. Reality, like, that's it's the like, worst the... thing to get in trouble. Yeah. yeah, it is. Like as a kid, like that—that's something that I'm so reminiscent of. Like, just I remember like an adult like yelling at you or something like that. And it's like, oh wait, shit. what was like, it? Like shook. blue slips and white slips or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like get a blue shit. slip. Yeah, it was blue slips. Yeah, because like it was or blue slips for for like if you missed homework and red slips were for like actual like. Or maybe it was white slips, but the ones that weren't blue slips were the ones that were like, "Oh, you did something, like you okay. didn't just miss homework; you did something bad." Yeah, <laughs> dang. Did you ever get one? I think that I probably got a couple blue slips here and there, but the fact that like you had to take it home and have your parents signed it was like actually a pretty good method to like I feel like get me to do my homework. Yeah, because I was like, I don't want my parents to know that I, you know, I was up in my room on my ipod instead of doing my homework you know (laughs) dude if we didn't just think of like blue slips and white slips right now i don't think i ever would for the rest of my life i think i would have forgotten it (laughs) like that was one of those things that like i hadn't thought of in over a decade i hadn't yeah that's crazy yeah yeah it's been 10 years and it that was still in my brain somewhere Isn't that, that is that is weird? Wow, what the hell? Wow. That is weird. That's <laughs> incredible, man. That's just incredible. Like, if you ever think you're going yeah. crazy, just remember you got you got you got a brain that working for you. You got wow. a brain working for you. Oh my gosh! Wow, man, that's like a, such a nostalgic. Like trying to like remember Saint Vivian's is so nostalgic. It is. It is so nostalgic. It's like just the memories and just what went wow. on there like it's just like that was what happened in my past for whatever yeah. that means you know <laughs> well we i thought i don't think we because you left shortly after i left mm-hmm. right yeah so the, we i don't think either of us went to middle school there that's true yeah we just went to uh what, what's that called elementary yeah 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 that's right that's kind yeah. of weird because like i feel like the whole time we were in elementary school like i was like always like looking forward to being in middle school it's like not looking yeah. forward to it necessarily but being like oh wow this is the the middle school hallway you know <laughs> like like this is where the middle schoolers go yeah but it's like i never made it there <laughs> no interesting i wonder what, what that would have been like I to did. like graduate yeah. from saint vivian's yeah, yeah. i I'm, I'm i'm kind of 
happy that I didn't, to be honest, like, cause I switched to St. Bart's and now I have, I know a ton more people because of that. Like I, like I kept friends from both St. Bart's and St. Vivian's. So it's like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like I got the best of both worlds in that regard. You know, obviously I, yeah. you in, in, you know, preferably you'd rather have a pleasant experience and stay at one middle school, but you know, that's what happened to us. Yeah. <laughs> Because you left wow. for similar reasons as I did, right? Like, it was just going yeah. downhill there. Yeah. I think the thing that did it for me was getting threatened to be shot, I think. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, I, I also no. had a whole threat I mean, on Michael. You know, I, well, I shouldn't name drop like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, had, yeah. I, I had a little experience of my own with being punched, yeah. so <laughs> that was kind of a threat. <laughs> yeah. yeah no. we really just, that's hilarious. We both went through something, like like threatening like that we both laughed at like the same time and yeah. we, like this is like so full circle what a weird thing wow wow yeah. that's so weird i mean like when i say like i was threatened to be shot it was such a like a stupid childish thing mm-hmm. like I, mm-hmm. of course like was just like you know us being stupid kids and like this guy was just being a stupid kid you know yeah. Yeah. i think i like was talking to a girl he was like had a crush on and he he just like How said something you. to like get under my skin, but it, it, that happened to be like I don't think he knew the he didn't know the the gravity of what he said, For you know. Sure. For but sure. when I said like when I was like, Mrs. Whatever, this person said they were gonna bring a gun to school and shoot me, like I I think yeah, like they like, took it way more like... seriously than we had ever intended it to be, you yeah, know. One hundred percent. And then like. Like, of course he wouldn't have, he was like a fucking fifth grader. Like it just doesn't have, like, he's yeah. not going to do that. Yeah. And actually I talked I mean, to the, to the guy, um, after, like recent, like probably two years ago, I DM'd him and I was like, do you remember that experience? Uh-huh. And he was like, yeah, like I remember, like I, I, I really don't like talking about it. Like it's a part of my past that I just kind of like have tried to forget. And I was like, That's Hey, crazy. yeah, like I agree. It was just a stupid thing that like, you know, kids were were just stupid kids and like i have no hard feelings towards you and he was yeah. like me too so that was good that like we buried that's that. cool that's really cool uh, yeah. yeah i think that's that's awesome that you did that and I, I think i think that's something that we all could do a little bit more in our own lives is kind of make make ends meet with people you know because it's like yeah you know i think it, i think it's nice for clarity on both ends to be you know even if you know yeah. I'm, I'm i'm sure like not every day you and him were thinking like Oh God, I hope that, you know, he's not mad at me still, you know, like, like that yeah. type of thing, you know, but it's like, it's still, it's nice to just kind of make ends meet with people, you know, cause like, why not? Life's too short to not make ends meet. You know that, uh, you know, Cameron, what is his name? Cameron Boyd? Porter. Porter. That's it. I was saying yeah. Jalevian's Boyd or something. Boykins. Cameron, <laughs> Cameron Porter. He, um, yeah. we follow each other on Instagram now. He goes to Northwestern. So he's also in Chicago. Yeah. He plays football for Northwestern. Oh, that's in Chicago. I didn't know Northwestern was in Chicago. Yeah. Dang. So yeah, I, I I know he's a running back there. It's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And then you know what it's else cool. is interesting? Um, there was a guy. So the second school I went to, St. Mary's for middle school, mm-hmm. there was a a guy named Carrington Valentine who I went to. I had class with. I went to Bowler with him my freshman year. He plays for the Green Bay Packers now. He, oh he does i knew about that 
I completely forgot about that. Right? Yeah. Yep. And that then, is so cool. At St. X, I had English. I sat next to a guy, uh, Paris Johnson. Oh, who yeah. I now plays Paris for Johnson. the Cardinals. Yep. That's pretty insane. So I've I've met and talked to two current NFL players now. I went to school yeah, with that. That's that's so cool. That is so cool. Right? Oh, that's crazy, man. Like just just like seeing people you grew up with just make things happen. That, that's just, awesome. Yeah. You gotta be so happy for people that can that make that happen. There, there I have to bring up this story because it's just crazy to me. There's this kid at Moeller my freshman year, like during tryouts, like he was so bad horrible at baseball like genuinely and but i i felt i felt bad for him because people like would pick on him for it you know because he was like he's like one of those kids that was like very pickable on you know what i mean and like yeah. i always felt bad for kids like that because it's like dude it's like come on like this kid really is socially just like not at yeah. enough to understand like to, to just you're, like you're cutting down the low-hanging fruit right exactly exactly yeah so anyways he was always like he was, he was really bad at baseball, but anyways, he get picked on for and everything, but he was like on his grind. Like it was like, it was, it was interesting. It was, it was fascinating to me. This kid like really like tried so hard, but he was just so bad. But anyways, <laughs> eventually, eventually I saw, <laughs> that sounds so mean, but I'm just trying to be like set the tone. Like this is what yeah. was happening, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and anyways, I saw he went to Kentucky for baseball as a starting pitcher. And he was nice. killing it. Like, he was really good. And the next thing you know, he got drafted this year. Like, <gasps> he got drafted to the MLB. Good for him. He's, he's, isn't that fucking awesome? Dude. Like, the best, I love the that best story. fuck you is accomplishing what you... Yeah. Accomplishing yeah. goals. That's the best yeah. fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and just, just seeing him, like, working so hard when he was so bad, like, like in hindsight, is like, whoa. He was for real about that. Like he wasn't yeah. messing around. Like he, like, like it might have looked silly when he was doing it because, like, he just wasn't good. But yeah, he was really, really putting in the time. Like he was serious about it, and like that just kind of goes to show. Like if you put in that effort, like you can make stuff happen. Like you just huh. got to do it. That's it, so. It goes inspiring. back to that discipline we were talking about. I, it is. It's so inspiring. Um, yeah. yeah, so cool. But, wow, man. That's yeah. awesome. On that note, you want to wrap this up? Yeah, we, let's wrap it up. I'm getting I'm like my, my social battery is getting kind of low. Same. Getting getting so depleted. <laughs> so, All right. Anyways, well, thanks for listening, my beautiful people. Yep. And feel free to leave a like. <laughs> feel free to leave a like. Feel free to rate us. Feel free to just anything you want to do, it. just do it. Whatever do it, it is. Yeah. If you don't want to do any of that, don't do it. <laughs> Yeah. All right. All right. Well, peace, everybody. Good episode. Peace.